What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 36. Hey. Moose has a new background for our YouTube viewers. Um, but today we're talking about uh, Bad Bunny, right? Just a little bit. It, it, it's only right, but just a tad bit. We're talking about people who are just really too paid for no reason, and we'll get into that. Uh, talking about role models and a bit of mental health, um, and how to just keep going on. So, Moose, how do we feel about this? I like this. I like this. We setting it up a little bit differently right now, and you see us, we're getting a lot more diverse with our topics and really making sure that we're helping you to get good from all sides, right? Business, personal, mental health, the whole nine. So let's get it. Here it is. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you know what time it is, is the review of the week. Like I said, I'm going to bring back some of the archive ones because I don't want anybody to feel super missed. So this one says the best hands down, best content, build your business, Build your brand. They're sharing all the great ideas. Get ahead. Thank you for dropping the multiple gems that they multiple put on gems. there. Multiple. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. We read them. Uh, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I think we're on this thing called Pod Chasers that you could leave a review on too. But uh I'll find out by the end of this episode if that's true. But uh, let's get into it. Moose, how are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. This the, and, and I had to say, this is the earliest we've ever recorded. I mean, ever. The earliest episode of Nikki and Moose ever. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I got some coffee by and uh, we good. Praise God. Yes, this is, uh, for those who are listening, this is the earliest and I'm a night owl, so this is a this is a bit of a struggle. <laughs> a, I ain't gonna hold you, but that doesn't mean this isn't gonna be a great episode. So let's get to this. One of the things that has been uh, ringing all through the week um, is the shop, right? The return of the shop. They had Jay Z on it, Bad Bunny, LeBron, of course. Uh, WNBA star who I'm not very familiar with, but she was really dope, right? Mm-hmm. She's very dope. Um, and of course, they talked about a whole guap of things. Anytime hearing Jay talk is lessons after lessons. I loved when he was talking about the whole DMX thing and how it improved. Yeah, yeah how it improved his whole uh, stage presence and learning from how you just build up the crowd and like get not only the guys, but then he took off his shirt and got the ladies Mm -hmm. and then he made them pray and everybody was crying. That was the best part. Right. But, um, they also had bad bunny there 
And he said something that he touched on confidence that I really wanted to speak about today because it was low key and no one will, will believe me low key. I'm a shy person. I know somebody's like, yeah, impossible. I don't, I don't, want to I don't that. believe it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a okay. lie somewhere in the streets. So we'll get, so we'll get into it. Right. We'll get into you. it, but let me, let me play this clip before you, you call me a liar. Es como si fueran cosas que siempre quise hacer de chamaquito, pero quizá por la sociedad. So, it's like being here give me the power or, or, or the confidence to be like who I am. I don't care. So, like, he, so he was saying there was things you, like maybe you, when you, he was a kid that he didn't have the confidence to do, but yeah. now having the platform. Because I'm a shy person, but at the same time, I'm so, como que, yo soy un cabrón, ¿entiendes? So, um, the reason why I like this clip is because it, it gives it gives a lot of meaning to building your own platform, right? And it shows people who may be a bit, you know, shy and introverted that if you create this own space, you can really tap into a personality that is makes you feel beyond comfortable and bigger than the world, right? Because it's you and the world you created. And so what I liked about what Bad Bunny said and going back to what I said, I'm low-key shy, okay? And I understand Boo said that's a lie, but he kissed, he he will probably agree with this. So let me get him to agree with this. When I'm in front of people that I don't necessarily know in public, have you been in those situations where I'm like not really First knowing time people? Meeting them kind of yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do I act? Okay. Yeah, not mm. like full blown Nikki. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Now, with people we know, right? Or certain like work environments because of the platform that we've created and things like that as a different Nikki, right? I'm in my world. I'm comfortable. I can go and do whatever I want to do, say however I want to say it, but let me, me in a group of new people. I'm on my phone. Hands down. I'm on my phone. I don't, I don't want to talk. I'm like, Hey, what's up? And I keep it moving. Right. So I really, identified with bad bunny because when he said, yo, like I normally am in the crib chilling. I'm shy. I don't really, I'm not super out there kind of vibes, but this world, this stage, you know, this platform, whether it's social media or whatever, um, zoom, however your platform really is like, I'm, completely like feeling free and creative and all that great stuff that people see from the outside. And that doesn't necessarily make you like fake or two types of people or whatever, but it's like, I have to create a world that makes me feel good enough and comfortable to be that, that way. 
right? To be what I know I can be and the uh the star that that people see. But if that is not in place before, like when that wasn't in place, he was probably a different, you know, had to work with the environment that he is in. Mm-hmm. So That's it, dope. I think confidence has a lot to do with what are you creating to make yourself feel confident and not necessarily only about the what people put you in, but what you put yourself in to make sure that confidence is never an issue. That's what I got out of it. I don't know. I, think, I, I, feel, don't, I don't know why I just felt like hugging you right there. Why? Like, you gave, you gave me hug you real gave quick. Me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, confidence is more about what are you creating like to make yourself feel confident. I don't know how you said it the first time, but that that hits. That's real. That's very real. And 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 I think it, it connects so much with me because I've always talked about me being shy or struggling with confidence early on. I've always talked about it like fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear and lack of confidence were my biggest two kryptonites, you know, early on. And I think for those of you out there who are like, man, I'm I'm still struggling with confidence right now. You're going to get to a point, and I know this may seem crazy, but you're going to get to a point that you're going to realize that the thing that makes you powerful or the thing that gives you confidence is the very thing that you're trying to hide. Mm. I know that sounds crazy, but a lot of what I was trying to hide, Nikki, as I just started getting in environments where it was okay to be vulnerable and transparent and share your story and talk about how you've overcome it, it was the very thing that people started apl- like applauding me for. So I'm like, oh, hold up. This whole time, I'm thinking, oh, I can't let people know about this. Like, I'm, I'm lacking confidence because of this thing that I'm trying to hide. And in reality, the moment I muscled up the courage to speak about it, people started looking at me as someone of, man, you helped me feel confident. And it was like, really? Over my insecurities, because I had the courage to share my insecurities, I helped other people gain confidence. So that's really the lesson here, that if you're building your platform, your brand or your business, it's it's sometimes a lot less about the product and the service and more about the story that you share. Right. And the best story to share is your story, because that's the story that you can't get wrong. So that's the part for me, Nikki, that I'm like, okay, I can definitely see why you're sharing what you're sharing and why it hits because it's like, oh yeah, that's real. That's so real. Yeah. And and I mean, we look at like these top celebrities, influencers, brands, and we don't think that there ever is a confidence issue or there isn't is doubt or anything like that because they're up so high, right? Mm-hmm. But it's for him, right, it's what he created. And I think yeah. that's so important because do we know what needs to be in place to create an environment where we feel confident? You know, do we know the different uh, triggers that we know that would maybe get us off our, you know, off our hill, because yeah. I'll say that off our hill and what is going to help us get back up that hill of confidence. So we don't have, you know, so we just know those different things. I, I know 
when I'm in certain environments, I can't act my true self. Right. right. And I have to adjust more than anything. And I could only do that for so long. Like we know with the flight assessment, slight plug flight assessment.com. Go take your assessment right now. <laughs> I promise you, I do the randomest uh, drops, but um, just like we know with the flight assessment that there's only so much time that I can be in to adjust to a different environment. Like I, if there's a reason why I'm in this environment, I have to act this way. How long is that for? Because if not, I'm going to be drained. I'm going to be, you know, just not the normal Nikki. So mm. I always have to create different environments that, and I, and I realize like there has to be environment where I'm just in a whole problem solving mode. Like it's not necessarily about, uh, people for me. Cause I'm a pilot. It can't be about people so much. It has to be about the results. What environment do I need to do for no distractions and just all go time. Right. right. But then there is, an environment that I have to create that's for to be able for me to teach and be for the people and turn it on and have so much fun. And when the cameras are on, I'm like, Oh, that's Nikki. She a fool and all this great stuff. But then we're at a family dinner and I'm like, Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. that. Yo, did you see Instagram today? Yo, that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm posting. Don't worry about it. Because yeah. posting is the platform that makes me feel great. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. on. I'll always go back. And I realize that, like, shout out to my mom, who is probably listening or watching. Um, I realized anytime I didn't feel comfortable, I would always go back to video games. My mom created this environment where that's your safety, like outside, because we're from New York, clearly, like outside, we don't know what's happening outside. So this is kind of your safe box right here. Play, get on this game uh, and, and do whatever you want to. So now I've taken that kind of uh, same energy and put it to like social media and creating this particular platform and creating this podcast. So anytime that I'm not in there, I'm going back to that, to my phone into those particular yeah. platforms. Cause I'm used to that. That got deep. I don't know why I didn't even yeah, realize no, that until good, I said that. Yeah. That's a good word. Cause I, I, I've always heard you talk about like, yo, I created my own virtual world. Like you've mm-hmm. always said that, like the whole COVID situation. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I created my own virtual world. And quite frankly, I feel like I wasn't as intentional doing that. So like it, it, for me, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just working or I'm just doing, you know, what I got to do, but yeah. not so intentional in saying, are you creating a space where you can fully be yourself? Like you feel untouchable. You don't got to worry about people's thoughts or opinions or any of those things. So I, I like that. I think definitely that's a lesson that we can all extract from here for myself, first and foremost, and a reminder to everyone listening or watching this, yo, create a space where you can fully be you 
without any concern for the outside world or other people's opinion. So because that that definitely builds, you know, a, a strong sense of character that I think is untouchable. And you can turn it off and make sure that you're good. You know what I mean? That's the great part about virtual. That is yeah. the um which almost made me want to transition to like the last thing that I wanted to go over. Um but Oh, um, this is this is the hard part. Trust your intuition. That's yeah. What I'm so gonna say. okay, so this is, okay. Let me do that. Let me do that. So, kind of what he said, like triggered me to understand that when you create a virtual world, like for me, why I love the whole pandemic thing, like you said, is because I can turn it off and I can focus on like making sure I'm good, right? When we were doing events, like people always on us. Like I remember uh, some people even like, yo, let's hang out. What holds, what room are you in? And I'm right. like, hold on, uh, Nick, please don't, don't tell them the room. Don't, no, don't tell them to come. Like, let me, let me just stay here. Let me be good. Like, and, um, but with the virtual world, it was, I could turn off and I could reset, right? So there is, um, there's a clip that's been going on with, with Deion, with Deion Sanders, right? Deion Sanders, um, yeah. The, the football player, he was on, I am, what's, what's that podcast? I am athlete. Yeah. There we go. I'm, that's why I have moves. Cause he just completes my sentence. Right. And he was talking about his lowest and how he was suicidal when people think that you're such at a high, there's some internal stuff that you deal with. But there's this bar that he said that was so fire that I want to talk about. If it comes up, because this wasn't <laughs> clearly what I needed it to be. Um, but Moose has been trying to get this particular podcast on our podcast for a while. So he's probably, I was at the nope. bottom of to me, what life was. That's why you got public success and everybody that's successful publicly, they struggling somewhat privately and you got to really understand that. See the thing about it, we do this when the camera's on, we got to do this when the camera's off and that's not good. That's why you got to be careful who you call a role model because a lot of these models out here playing roles. That's a bar. That's a bar. Oh my God, Kim. That's a bar. I almost want to rewind that. I'm a, yeah, then, it's worth it. It's worth it. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Eddie, our, our editor, just bear with me with this one. Bear with me. Hold on. Hold I was on. at the bottom. Play this of, again. To me, what life was. That's why you got public success and everybody that's successful publicly, they struggling somewhat privately. And you got to really understand that. See, the thing about it, we do this when the camera's on. We got to do this when the camera's off. And that's not good. That's why you got to be careful who you call a role model, because a lot of these models out here playing roles. Wow. 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 So... And oh man, I don't even know how to start this because that first off, that bar was all the way fire. It goes back to what we were saying for 
a few episodes where some of these some of these influencers maybe shouldn't be put such on a pedestal as far as leaders, as far as role models, and some aren't ready to take the responsibility. And we spoke on it from a different aspect, but what he's saying is like, yo, some of us just ain't real good inside. Like we're really dealing with some real true issues that we have to figure out. Like we have to figure out what makes us tick. What can like, how do we get out of this depression where people see us in a certain light because the cameras are on because the certain interviews, because of maybe what we put on social media, but in all actuality, like, this is why it's important to check up on just regular people, right? He said it in the clip, like, yo, this is why we need to do this off the cameras. Like, how are you? How's everything? What's, what's going on? Are you good? You know, random, like just random checkups. And we know from uh, the past week where Naomi, what's her last name? Osaka. See, that's why that's why you finished my my sentences. Uh, Naomi Osaka got um, she withdrew from the French Open because she was she didn't want to talk to the media based off, yo for my mental health. I'm not a speaker. I'm not I'm not out here trying to do all this. Like for me, it's about tennis. And if you're making it about something that gets me super uncomfortable getting me in front of all these cameras, like that's not good for my mental. And so for me, I have to remove myself, right? And some athletes, some influencers and celebrities are not given the privilege or don't have the confidence enough to withdraw, to say no, to turn down this particular interview, this gig or whatever. And they actually put themselves in certain places that taps in and messes with their mental more than usual. And some people don't know how to deal with that because this, this whole phase of fame, this whole phase of viral, this everything that has been happening lately to some regular people and clearly to celebrities is all new. We know, um, based off stats, that um, mental health was a serious conversation during the whole pandemic. You're telling people, stay home, don't talk to nobody. Yeah. You know, like, deal with, and I I know um, I was very open in the beginning where I was struggling with some things because you can't run no more. Like you, like you're in the crib. You got to think about some things, right? You, it's left, right, up, down. Like you can't go nowhere. Like literally they can't, you'll get sick. You'll die. You know what I mean? You'll die. That's real. That's real. You know, so, so we can't be so quick to think, yo, with, with becoming viral, with having this particular fame, 
everything's going to be gravy. Everything's going to be dope. And it's not because some don't have the ability, like I said, to turn it off. And the only reason why I really like the pandemic was because I created a world that I could turn off and turn off. And that's just real. Like when we were on the road, I was gaining a whole bunch of weight. I was stressed. I was all this other stuff. And I'm trying to figure it out. And I was in the, and and this is not to downplay those who did have some struggles with the pandemic and everything like that. But I was like in the best shape. I'm walking four or five miles a day. I'm chill. I have a certain eat thing. I have a certain when the camera goes on, when the camera goes off, when I go to sleep, like there was a certain kind of vibe with that. And I'm almost a bit nervous to go back out in the world. Right. Because I didn't master that to where my mental could be okay with us traveling so much and not be feeling so overwhelmed compared to home. Like, like the guys have said in S two S podcast home court advantage. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to go back for just a second because I think this part is important. Um, you know, just as it relates to, not putting influencers on such a high pedestal. Cause mm-hmm. I, I do, I do really believe that, you know, I think for me, like I've, I've always joked about this, maybe like back, back in the day, but I used to talk about the moment that I realized E was actually human. You mm. know, it was like a couple years ago and um, we were at a game changers event and we had to drop him off at the airport after he was done speaking. And it just so happened that they was like, yo, can you drive? You got a car? I said, Oh yeah, I could take him over. So I took him, and it was myself someone else next to me and then e in the back seat and i'm glancing in the mirror like i'm i'm glancing in the rear view mirror i keep looking up just to kind of make sure he's good i'm like yo this is a big responsibility i got to take e from one place to another and i got to get him there safely mm-hmm. right so he uh we're driving and then i saw him yawn and i was like he yawns like <laughs> he's, he's tired he, he 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 goes to sleep like you right. know because in my mind in my mind, it's E.T. the hip-hop preacher, the guy who's like motivating the world. And I was so caught up in that persona and I didn't forget that our heroes are actually human. Yeah. Or I forgot that our heroes are human. So I'm not saying don't show respect to people for the artistry, the craft, and how they've mastered and carried themselves. Because I absolutely have the utmost respect for E. Mm-hmm. But realizing that he was human, it actually brought us closer in connection and me being able to learn from him. So that was a big part of it, right? So for for those of you out there who really look up to someone or idolize them, just remember that when the cameras are off, they too are human, right? That's a big note to make, you know, something big to make note of. The other side of it, and not to go back to the pandemic, but man, y'all go back, I want to say go back like between November and January, like watch some of these lives or some of the podcast episodes and just kind of like watch my body language. Right. I've never, I've never like claimed anything around mental health. Cause I know it's such a serious topic. And because I haven't been officially diagnosed with anything, I never want to claim that on me. Right. I even knock on wood till this day. But that was when I had uh, just recently moved into my own place. 
And I realized that you can no longer point the finger at someone else for what you're feeling. When you're in a space by yourself, what you feel is a reflection of you. So what I, when I was in that space by myself, prior to that, I could have pointed at my mom. I could have pointed at my aunt. I could have pointed at Nikki, like you said, when we were on the road. Oh, this person did that. This person did this. And you get to kind of protect your own ego. Like, oh, no, I'm good. Everything. I'm the good guy. They're the bad people. Right. When I was in my own space, there was nobody to blame. Mm. So it was like, oh, the bad things that you're feeling are actually a reflection of you. These are things that you got to oh, work wait, on. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Mm. It's crazy, bro. And I was just like, wow, you got a lot of work to do, my friend. You think that just because you're in a space where you're able to, you know, coach and help other people and speak and train and do all this stuff that you're you're a perfect human. You're not a perfect human. Like the opportunity doesn't automatically grant you access or status into perfect because perfect doesn't necessarily exist. Now, I've always honored a per- the pursuit of perfection, like that drive to want to accomplish perfection. That's an, honorary, that's an honorary pursuit, but it doesn't exist. And being in a space by myself helped me to realize, okay, you got some work to do. So that, that, th- th- this, like, this, this whole episode, this whole conversation is really hitting home and bringing me back to that space because as I look at where I'm at now versus where I was, you know, just six months ago or even five months ago, it's like, wow, I'm grateful. It's like grateful for that realization as tough as it is to start carrying the burden and taking full ownership and responsibility for where you are. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself because it's not easy to point back and say, it's my fault. Like whatever I'm feeling is me. It's not nobody else's responsibility. Big facts, big facts. And and the thing is, yes, I know we should have touched on this topic probably last month on Mental Health Month and all that great <laughs> stuff, probably. But I think it it's whenever um, whenever the topic comes up, it should just be talked about, right? And it's just things that people really see. But all in all, understanding that. Our celebrities, our influencers, the biggest brand, they, they're, they're people too, just like how Moose said. And so if they go through things, it's okay if you go through things. And just because you've reached a certain level of success, that doesn't necessarily go away, right? How are you preparing yourself for those particular times? How are you when certain things go go up you you go viral you you know it you finally people have noticed you you're finally at a certain point of success how are you protecting yourself from these particular moments they're going to happen but how are you at least preparing for it those are one of the things and what i what i liked that he said was yo we got to check up on each other more. And even for those, even for our listeners who are like, yo, you want me to check up on a a influencer on a celebrity? Like, why not? Like, why not? Why not just check? Yo, just want to check in, check out your mental is you good. You probably won't read this. You know why? Because maybe they will. 
And when you're at that point, because I, I believe a, a lot of our listeners will, right? When you get to that point, it's going to be refreshing when maybe not even your closest people check up on you and be like, yo, you good? Because who was, oh man, I forgot who it was, but um, somebody with success, I don't, 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 don't ask me who now, but was like, yo, it's rare that I get checked up on. I'm so in the giving mode, in the value mode that people expect me to always help them out in which I love to do, but it's refreshing when somebody checks up on me. You're like, yo, whoa, you know what? Wow. I'm all That's right. Real. You know? Yeah. So don't, don't forget to check up on people and uh, prepare yourself for when those times happen. You know what I mean? But let's get into some foolery um, <laughs> real change quick. You know, change quick. it up real quick. I have my uh, hard work dedication uh, hat on. Yes, I've been uh, very documented of saying I have been a very big Floyd fan. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Floyd the entertainer, but Floyd the boxer was a vibe and I bought everything TMT. But from a businessman, right? He still, he still is king. What we have up on the screen for our listeners is how much Floyd and uh, Logan Paul will be getting paid off of this uh, fight that you uh, have already seen or have already heard by the time this podcast drops. So Logan Paul will be getting uh, expected to receive $250,000 base pay plus 10% off the pay-per-view sales uh, shares from the Mayweather versus Paul fight that is happening or that had happened on Sunday, right? Now, Floyd, on the other hand, hmm. Floyd, on the Big other money. hand, is getting uh, guaranteed 10 mil in base pay. Right. And a 50 percent pay-per-view shares. OK. Now, understand. Uh, as we've covered Floyd before. He probably has a, a take on the the venue. He the probably has. Yep. Yeah, probably has a pay on the merchandise, you know. Uh, he's dropping an NFT, of course. All right. Um, he's dropping an NFT on that particular thing. And actually, let me go show that real quick. Hard work and dedication. And whatever you're working at, you have to dedicate yourself to that craft or to whatever level you're trying to go to. to test my skills against the best fighters in the world. To give respect, you must get respect. There was no limit to how far I can go. So for our listeners, um, the NFT is pretty much showing all his 50 fights 
in a really dope uh, animated way, video vibes. Um, but Floyd is a genius. Okay. Yep. Floyd is a genius. Um, say what you want about this fight. Now, we've, we've gone over it before. Um, as far as a boxing fan, I'm still torn on it. But definitely taking advantage of this celebrity boxing, right? Saying, you know what? I'll come out for this. You give me this amount of money, I'll come out for this, right? And and what we pulled out, you know, like I said, that's that's what they said the base pay is, but I'm I'm assuming he's probably going to make like 50, 60 mil off of this more. fight. Probably yeah, I think it's gonna be more. Right. Yeah, because they're saying estimated two hundred million on pay per view and he's gonna get fifty percent of that. So off the bat, he's at a hundred and ten. Yeah. And we know how he rolls with all his other stuff. I think a typical payday for Floyd anytime he comes out to fight, although this isn't a traditional boxing match, but it's gonna edge close to two hundred million. Crazy, crazy. And uh got a clip of uh what he says to people that, you know, maybe is torn like me. It made a little bit more sense when he spoke on it. Dude, you're making a killing <laughs> fighting these guys after your decorated career. Yes. This is all, what is this, gravy for your life? How do you view this chapter of your life? Well, okay. I guess the boxing, the boxing was the mashed potatoes. And I, I guess these guys now is the gravy. It's the gravy, okay. Absolutely. So it's fun. And I was talking to the media. I was talking to the people. Letting them know that, remember Floyd Mayweather, I retired from boxing, but I didn't retire for entertainment, and I didn't retire for making money. I guess they thought that since I stopped fighting, I mean, the top guys in the sport of boxing at my age, because remember, I retired at almost 40 years old. They thought that I was just going to go home, kick my feet up, turn gray. Get uh, fat. Pick up, get fat, pick up a bunch of weight. So I don't know if I was expecting him to get fat and all that other stuff. I did expect Floyd to just become the businessman. I didn't expect him to do still the entertainment. Right. But um, what's cool is that he still finds a way to love what he does and get paid for it. You know, he mastered when he was boxing, he mastered the entertainment part. He always got under people's skins. He knew how to document it. He knew, you know, what would bring the crowd in. That's a craft, right? The boxing part is clearly needed to make sure you dominate that space. But being able to become a personality to stand out on a sport that doesn't necessarily have personalities, right? They just have fighters. You are paid to fight. That's it. Right. And he clearly mastered. No, I am a, I'm something more than a fighter. You're going to know me as a businessman. You're going to know me as uh, you want to call me greedy. Cool. You're going to know me for the money. 
you're going to know me for the um, back and forth that I do. Like I am Floyd Mayweather. I am not just a boxer. Right. And we went over him the very first episode. All right. Shout out to all our day ones. But um, he he makes it seem as if, you know what, no matter what you do, there is still a part of your craft that you can go on for as long as you want to do it. Right. There's the main part of your brand. There's the main part of your business that you're known for. But at the at the end of the day, there is another part that you could probably milk uh, a little bit longer. Right. The, the second phase of your your brand, the second phase of possible different revenue streams that maybe you couldn't focus on so much in the main one. Because you had to uh, solidify that number one spot, solidify the top tier spot. Oh, I'm in this industry for a reason. But when that's all said and done and you're up top and you, like he did, bow out gracefully with no blemish on his record or anything. Well, let me take this part that is very important as well that could pretty much go into all industries. I could act like the villain. I could act, do these business moves here and there all over the place. And still now I'm in the, and now I'm in the NFT world. Now, you know, uh, he's doing a pop-up shot for jewelry. Like now I'm getting into that because people know me for my jewelry. So might as well make money from that. You know, um, clearly when, he was a boxer. He started Mayweather promotions and, you know, still making money off of that from other boxers as well as this is going to be under Mayweather promotions as well. So, um, looking at this, I'm learning, okay, this is my main craft, but let's not, let's not negate what ingredients is also needed to make this main craft good for this point and what are those that after this is done or after this season this this top tier season is is done what else can I expand on and for him he's expanding on the entertainment vibes I can't knock that yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely an intelligent businessman, man. I mean, when you really look at what he's accomplished and how he's setting up much of his success, the man is brilliant. You know, you can't knock that. I feel some type of ways and kind of similar to what you said as a boxing fan or someone who enjoys the sport for how some of these rulings are being prepared. Like, for example, I don't know if you saw that, but they put it out, I think, on Sports Center yesterday that the rules? there are no judges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there are no judges, uh, no scorecards. I think the only way to win is like a knockout or it's a draw. So it's like, all right, it's already an exhibition. And again, some people might be like, no, at, at someone who loves to win, you're going to protect everything possible to make sure you never put any sort of like scratch on that record. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Just for the sake of competition, I would have loved to feel like, oh no, there, there is some sort of, there's something on the line for him to protect. It's not just a complete game. 
So, you know, different ways to look at it. But overall, I think when it comes to business, the man has definitely really exhausted. I'm always amazed at how strong his team is, because even as I'm watching that video, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at some of the guys standing behind him and I'm like, yo, some of these people have been by his side for like 10, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Even the bodyguards, which is rare to see. So it's really dope to see someone's team stand by their side for that long and, you know, help them to to do the things that he's doing. So, yeah, I, every time I see that, I'm always mindful to think of, man, this person definitely has a good team because he can't do all of that on his own, which is which is incredible to watch. Big facts. Um, by the time you you hear this, I probably did watch it. We probably will be talking about it yeah. on the YouTube live uh, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Hear me? Hear me? Um, but there's this, um, and we don't really talk too much, which I want to make a transition to, um, about maybe some of the current, uh, celebrities, influencers, hip hop artists that are making really big waves. There was one definitely last year that was on the charts for like 18 weeks consecutive. Number one, uh, his album hit number one. And I'm talking about Roddy Rich, right? Right? I can't even say it was too many R's. Uh, Roddy Rich. That song, The Box, you heard it everywhere, right? Um, but he did an interview with Nick Cannon uh, recently. And he talked about losing the Grammys and not only one nomination, but all six. Right. And I brought this up because, you know, we we see people on the charts and on the rise and everything like that. And then uh, they go ghost a little bit, you know. And you want to figure out why and what gets them back going. So he talks about the loss of the Grammys and a certain individual that inspired him when it wants to come up because this is just now the new vibe. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm just saying, um, but could we talk about Moose in the, the dark and the light in the dark? You know you see me coming in like light and dark often because I I'm using natural light today and oh there's wait, definitely wait, wait let me let's get this right so hold on hold on <laughs> there hold it on. is there it is I don't um shout out to technology okay people yeah. I, this is why we love you shout out to technology see, look, here go the cloud moving and the sun about to start shining again it's just back and forth and but. this is and people random random uh content creation tip uh. Use regular light. Don't use natural light. It's, you're depending on God too much. Yeah. <laughs> gotta have faith. But, uh, you gotta have faith. Mindful. You gotta have faith. You've seen it on, on other episodes. If you've watched the YouTube where mine was a little crazy. Moose was a little bit better. Mine's was eh, not so much. Uh, this is why we always do it at night. But let's get into this clip. The Grammy thing, right? Yeah. We was... um. You know, I got nominated for six, I think six. And so I'm telling everybody, like everybody I know, I'm like, man, 
you know, Jay-Z got nominated like eight or nine times, I think one time in New York and lost yeah. everyone. Just when you putting like me, see, I don't do it for money. So it's like me rapping. I'm just not going to rap for no reason. So it's just like when I lost all that, I was just like, mm, I put a lot of time. I put a lot of music and I ain't, you know, damn. So I just sat back. I was talking to my, my I'm like, man, I don't, I don't think I want to, you know, I'm going to chill back. I'm going to kick back on the music for a little while. Seeing Jay at the Grammys, the first thing he asked me was, when you drop the music? Mm. And at the time, it didn't really hit me. You know, it didn't really hit me. But later on, I just thought of the power of that. Like, you know, like I, I manifested, like, just talking about how, you know, they did him one year and it happened to me. Right. And the same guy that I was saying, you feel me, like this happened to end up asking me, like, when I'm going to put out more music. Can we talk about the power of words? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Can we? What's that's your crazy. take, Moose? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I think the one thing, and we've always talked about this, but Number one, you never know who's watching or listening, clearly, mm -hmm. right? Because you could be an artist out there who's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's not cut out for me. And then one of the greatest of all times is actually or has been listening to your stuff and is curious to know when are you releasing more music or when are you putting mm -hmm. out the next product or when are you making some upgrades to your service? And you're like, what? You guys have been tracking me this whole time? Right. You just never know who's watching or listening or following your stuff. So that's the very first thing that comes to mind. So I, th I think that in its own has a, a tremendous amount of impact because you know, he's still going till this day. And I think that enough is, is a noble pursuit. So yeah, that's the, that's the very thing. The the biggest thing that comes to mind, yeah. Yeah, I for me, um, like like I said, power words. Like he instantly thought, "Yo, Jay Z lost all of his Grammy nominations. He was in New York. I think the Grammys were in New York. Like he lost all of it. And when you speak that into existence, like it." it I'm telling you the power of words, but the the fact that he was pretty much dominated 2020 the way he did and how sometimes we almost look at it from a standpoint like, yo, it, it's almost it's almost in the bag. It's almost in the bag. Like I should I should get this, you know, um, regardless if it's a, a feeling a little bit entitled or whatever. Like your hard work is is finally going to be seen worldwide because once you get those types of awards, it it brings a your price goes up. You know what I mean, your price goes up a bit, right? And for him to get nominated six times and get nothing, I believe anybody could get very discouraged. I don't I don't think that's wrong to say that you know. My man was down and didn't feel like doing music too much. But the same person that he said lost nine times then goes and checks him and be like, yo, when's the music coming out? You have to look at it on this is why another reason 
why Jay-Z is the go. Another reason. Like, any, and, and Roddy Rich just showed that, like, any other artist not given the proper guidance, right, and not given the proper drive will fall back. Like, did Jay-Z, when he lost all nine, did he have somebody to be like, yo, when's the music coming out? We don't know. We don't necessarily know, but we know when he did lose all that, he still continued to come out with music. He still dominated uh, the rap game uh, in his in his era and still a little bit now but definitely in his era he dominated regardless of what the awards would say because to jay and a little bit of rich from what he's saying it's not necessarily about these awards you know it especially the grammys hasn't necessarily favored hip hop and too much, you know, for the longest, it wasn't even put out on TV. And then finally, you know, as the popularity grew, but you could still see with, um, with the weekend when he wasn't even part of it, how some of these awards are a little bit out of tune. So you can't really put too much weight to if they recognize you more than maybe your fans. More than maybe the true why of why you started doing what you do. And I don't want I don't want people to stay focused on necessarily the music, but that's what we're talking about. But more of we may feel as if we put so much work into something and we're not getting the right recognition, but then we have to look at the source of the recognition. And is it really created by the culture? Is it really created by who we're doing this for? Or is this just some man-made situation that we're hoping to get recognized from, but it didn't. And I posted um, the other day, the importance of creating your own platform and the importance of being able to provide, create a platform that provides opportunity for others that weren't necessarily provided to you. So for some of these artists, or even if you're tapping into this and connecting it to yourself, like for those who feel as if they should have been recognized for something that they've done or they should have gotten certain uh, should be on certain platforms should be with certain people, right? Create that for your own. Like I would not be surprised if a Jay-Z or some of these newer rappers come up and they create an award system that properly recognizes the work that properly has the right people who are in tune with that particular industry, right? And create something for that. Now, some people may downplay it and it's like, well, that's a ripoff of the Grammys or that's a rip, like 
But we as the people give too much weight to what other people create and we haven't created our own. So it's so important to not necessarily, I mean, we're going to get discouraged here and there. Absolutely. But what is the solution? What are we doing to create a platform to create a vibe to, for others not to feel the way we have or the have other people um, given the right recognition because we weren't given the right recognition when we were coming up. Like, what is the change that we're trying to create? Now, from from the different angle of he was like, yo, now he just dropped a new single and he's starting to make music more and more. What that shows is who do you have on your corner that regardless of what you have going on, what mentor, what a uh, big bro or sis that you have that is going to have you to keep going when you don't want to. That's a big thing as well. Like don't feel as if you should do this on your own. And if you are doing this on your own, surround yourself, surround yourself with people who are going to push you. We've spoke about it in other episodes. That's going to check you right on things that you should be doing regardless of certain outcomes. And so that's why I picked this. Also, uh, Roddy Ridge is a whole introvert. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if you were listening or seeing that particular part, but he uh, he was struggling. He was struggling with the interview. And if you go um, on YouTube and you look up the full video with Nick Cannon and himself, my man doesn't do interviews very well because he's very like just shelled off. And how he still articulated that we got to give him props for. Right. And understanding that. As a certain status, you're going to have to get in front of certain people. Sometimes you might as well pick people you feel a little bit more comfortable with. But, you know, that's why some of these uh, rappers don't go and some of the artists, period, don't do interviews because they're low key introverts. They're low key introverts. But, you know, that's the importance of getting with somebody you feel comfortable with. But for for me, at the end of the day, what what are you creating? What are you creating to be able to avoid this situation from happening? If it is not about the money and the recognition, then what are you creating to make sure that this doesn't happen again? I'm big on that. That's why I had to hit this one because I was just like, yeah, we, it, we have this, to change this, it. Yeah, this whole episode has been a reflection on wins and lessons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like other people's wins, our wins, other people's lessons, our lessons. So I hope for everyone listening and watching, I hope this was that very same experience for you, right? Something to give you an opportunity to sit back and reflect on some of your wins, some of your lessons, and obviously learn a lot. That's always 
the intention for us. But um, now nah, this was dope, Nicks. Hey, so uh, once again, leave leave a review, people. We love the reviews. Um, I said I would find out that other platform. Podchaser is right. So uh, you go on podchaser.com, leave us a review over there. Right. So I guess it's a new platform that you could leave reviews. Um, but as well as Apple Podcasts, any other place that you listen to, we appreciate it. Follow us on Nikki and Moose, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're getting some some vibes on on LinkedIn. Get the LinkedIn vibe. Yeah, yeah going. you got the got LinkedIn as a vibe. You know, I put it on my my profile. I am a host in the residence network for Nikki and Moose. Like hey. I have it a whole title. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> Shout out to my my LinkedIn people. I'm still trying to figure that thing out because that used to be a whole business, and I'm not stuffy like that. Not stuffy. But it changed. It changed, people. It changed. Um, but Moose, as the lighting is good, final hey. words. Yeah, come on, God. Hey, listen. Um, I read something this week that said the difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. One more time. The difference between who you are right now and who you want to be is what you do. Much of what we've talked about on today's episode is whatever is missing in your life. Create it. It's the action you got to take.